So we're holding in Paragut Bess of Shul Hadar. And we saw how Shul Nachal is David to be his enemy. And therefore we're going to see a number of the ways Shul connives to, uh, to get rid of David or to punish David. So in Paragut it says, Ahimi Machas, the next day, Vatitzach Ruch Elikim El Shul. That we spoke about previously that what replaced Shaul's spirit of confidence and spirit of strength, the Ruach Kavura, which Hashem gave him as a king, was taken away from him and was replaced by a Ruach Ruach. A Ruach of maybe depression or sadness. And what happened is, this led him to, no, this has happened to him before. Which is why we saw previously, David used to come and play music for him to raise his spirits. But uh, this time, uh, it gets to a new, a new level. And by Yisnabe B'Sechavad. Yisnabe literally means to become a Navi. Even though the Mephoshim all explained it to you, starting from the Targum, but it doesn't mean he got Nebuah. Uh, rather, it, it's, we're supposed to, instead of a Nebuah, which is a message from Hashem, which is something spiritual and obviously a very high level, over here it is the other way around. It was a certain state of, what we call today some kind of delirium, which means a person speaking without knowing what they say. And therefore, it sounded like or the way a person will tell them they're giving prophecy, which means they're saying things which they themselves aren't formulating what they say. But here it wasn't coming from a Mokhah Kedusha, it wasn't coming from instruction from Hashem or from a Malach, it was coming from uh, Shaul's mental state. And then, we already saw previously, when Shaul used to get into these negative uh, frames of mind, so David used to play music for him to try and lift him out of them. But David would like every other day, David was playing uh, with his harp, trying to raise Shaul's spirits. Except, like we saw this time, it wasn't just uh, the same Ruach Ra that Shaul was usually accustomed to having. It got to a worse level. And what happened was, Shaul was holding a spear. Shaul raised the spear, and said, I'll throw the spear through David until it hits the wall. Now that was all impaled And uh, he tries to do that. But he said David be part of Pamela. Twice David like, avoids the spear, moves out the way, so that he doesn't get uh, killed by the spear of a shot. Now, what does the spear get back on the shot? <laughs> there's a discussion among the Poiskis. If David actively avoided the spear, you know, as he saw it coming, and he got out the way, or he moved sideways to avoid it, or it was Ke'ilu uh, by chance. In other words, in the sense that David as he, was playing the, as he was playing the harp. So he moved forward, whatever it was, and uh, the spear missed him without his intending to actually avoid the spear. Because that was explain it like that as well. Obviously, from David's point of view. So it's not a secret anymore. Charles tried to kill him. Charles tried to kill him. Yeah. But on the other hand, from Charles' point of view, so Charles saw, I tried twice to kill him, and both times he managed to avoid the spear. It must be that Hashem's looking up to him. And therefore, the result was by Yerush Shalom David. Now Shalom gets afraid of David. Why? Because he sees Hashem Because he sees Hashem is protecting him. And therefore, even uh, when he should have been harmed, Hashem protected him. So now Shalom feels that he's not able to uh, attack David because he sees that Hashem is looking after him. And uh, therefore, at the same time, 
Shalvah, the Hashem attacked him. So now he's much more acutely aware of the fact that, uh, that, so to speak, he's been rejected in place of those. So what Shalvah He doesn't think he's going to be able to kill David. He tried to work. So he demands David from his position of being uh, one of the royal entourage, which he was until now. And also, obviously, someone was very close to King. He used to spend time with playing music. So Shal removes him from his being near him. And he made him a leader in the army. Sarah Elif is a certain position in the army. Now, it wasn't the highest position. We know there was a Sarah Tzava, which was a general. Sarah Elif was like a, a rank commander, a brigade commander. So, really, this was promoting David from being at a higher point within the hierarchy of the kingdom to a lower point of being just an officer in the army. But, now we're going to see, and I've seen a number of times in this book, the principle of Rabbi Mashal was for Rabbish, but that's what Shemit talking. And that is, as much as Shol had various ideas or schemes to try to <coughs> or to uh, lower the, the prestige of David, whatever it was going to be, wherever he tried, it worked against him. And that's the insight that uh, when a person sees that where Hashem wants to be, it's going to be as Hashem talking. And whatever a person tries, it doesn't, it's not going to interfere with the return of Hashem being fulfilled. And therefore, this idea also backfired, which is whereas David Shaul thought, I'm Kilo lessening David's honor in the eyes of the people, uh, instead of seeing him as one of the royal advisors, they're going to see him as a regular army officer. Mm-hmm. And that will kind of diminish his reputation. But of course, exactly the opposite. Now that David wasn't confined to the palace, he was, now he could uh, interact with the people. And that just increased his popularity. Now that people got to be with him and see him wherever it is, now he became the popular hero of Taishra. And once again, exactly the opposite of what Shal wanted. What Shal wanted that by demoting him to lessen people's estimation of him, it was exactly the opposite. It made him more popular with the people. As we see, by he David the whole Durachov, Maskil Vashanimu. Whatever David did, he was successful in because Hashem was with him. And that's always the issue. When Hashem is with somebody, so then he's going to make sure that everything a person does, Hashem is guiding him and he's going to make him successful. And then that makes Shal more afraid. By Yah Shal, Hashem will ask him, right? Shal sees how successful David is, by Yah will be funded. And he trembles in front of him. The same notion we find when he talks about Moyah. Midian, when they heard that the Taishal was coming, by Yagra, that in a sign of trembling, that they, they didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to do. They felt that there was a force opposing them stronger than they were, and they didn't have the means to fight it, and then it causes this level of fear. And so, over here, Shaul felt he was going to lead to the effect of it. He tried to work, he sees that Hashem is protecting him, so the result is, it makes him afraid. And as far as love is concerned, the whole Israel of Yehuda, Ayavis David, the entire Jewish people left David, now that they got to be more in contact with him, he was like, not confined to the palace, like we said, he was traveling with Israel through the people, so then they all became admirers of his. While Jesus is Russian, Israel of Yehuda, and always that first David was from Shevet Yehuda. So the fact that his own Shevet liked him was understood, is the truth that the Chiddush and the rest of Israel uh, liked him as well. Now, let's, uh, let's go back to when Shaul was looking for somebody who was willing to fight Godless. So at the time Shaul declared 
as an incentive for whoever wanted to try and fight Goliath, that whoever's going to fight Goliath is going to get the king's daughter in marriage. And if that's the case, so then Shalas will be good in front. His lashon was in Perek, he was in Pasuk of His lashon was, Yashrenu ha-melech oishu gazon, the king will make him very wealthy. Mesbiti is in and he'll give him his daughter. So now David was the one who killed Goliath, and Shaul had promised to give David his daughter. Well, Shaul doesn't really want to do that anymore because uh, Shaul wasn't uh, was afraid of David. Shaul definitely didn't like David, and but on the other hand, he made a commitment. What's he going to do? So by Yom Shaul and David, Shaul says to David, "He nei biti agdai and meirav." My older daughter Meirab, Oisa et Nachalisha. Shaul had two daughters, the older one was called Meirab, the younger one was called Michal. So he says to Dara, I'll give you my older daughter Meirab, but if you can prove your strength to me, you're going to fight Hashem's wars against the Christian. In other words, I'm willing to give you Meirab as, as, as in marriage if you're willing to go out and fight battles. And what does Shaul's Cheshbon doing that? Shaul Omar, what Shaul said obviously to himself was, I'll see Yadi boy, but he will have him. This way I have somebody else who will, so to speak, kill him, not me. And uh, if he goes to war against Pishtim, then maybe the Pishtim will be the ones to, to kill him. I don't have to be the one to do it myself. Now, by rights, David didn't need to do that. David had already deserved the right to marry the king's daughter because he defeated Goliath. So Shaul can't really add new conditions to the deal. It's already done. That's the Shaul thinks he's going to try it. And it will work, and maybe that will, so to speak, convince David to go and fight again. And maybe this time he won't be so successful. Two sisters. How's David going to marry two sisters? No, just one. You marry, did he marry me? Not yet. Not yeah. married anybody yet. This was, Shaul was meant to offer him the elder daughter. Yeah. So, once again, Shaul assumed David would grab the opportunity. They would both marry the king's daughter. And yes, it means you have to go and fight against the Christian. David would be willing to take the risk. And that's what I was hoping that maybe this time he'll fall in battle and then especially the to deal he won't have that threat of David anymore. What he didn't expect is what David's answer was. And that's the possible chess. I am a David, or Shah David Price is Shah, and he says, Mia Nahi, whom I have chayai, Mishbachas Avi Israel, and what's the level, so to speak, or the value of my family in Israel? And I don't deserve it. If, uh, to be a chasna the king is a tremendous honor, and I'm not, I'm not deserving of that honor. Yeah, Yishai was no, was no small person. Yishai had went out and found the tens of thousands. Right. Now the question is, Yishai. Well, firstly, you can say by himself, I don't deserve it. That uh, to be that uh, to be a son of the king. But why is he saying anything negative about his father? Yishai wasn't even a Yishai. Um, so are, that's why there are dark expenses possible, exactly the other way around. Not like some chats of Muslim fortune. He says the possible means the other way around. He said about himself, me and I don't deserve it. And, and then the second part is that even the Mishpach of Israel, which he says is that it's true that my family is a Hoshim family of Israel, but nevertheless, as an individual, I don't deserve. I don't deserve to be to marry the king. Now he wouldn't be saying anything against his father's honor. He was saying about himself. Um, the Targum, in the Spanish Apostle, 
which uh, is a difference in the girsa and targum here. Yeah? Uh, so the girsa that's the dachas and targum is girsa, which is the word man chayai beram. However, zaris alvishal. My father's family is a chashuv family chashuv. The beram means however. So it's a two twists the second part of the pasuk without that. So then the mashma is the pasuk is except for the davar is fine. I don't deserve it. My father's family doesn't deserve it either. And it's not deserve chashuv. But we know the different ranks of chashivus. So, for example, the the level of a king is a level above, even a, even a leader or, a, or somebody who's in charge of other people. And that's why it says that you know, in Yichus, we are much up to you. You're the family of kings. We are, I'm not a king. I'm not from family. He's not from family of kings. And that's why we don't have this, at the same Yichus as you. We don't have the same prestige. We don't have the same level as a king does. And therefore, David didn't want to marry Shal's daughter. And obviously, David wasn't going to take the, the bait to go to war. He didn't, he didn't want it. Now, that, that's not what uh, Shal expected. That's not what Shal expected. Why? Because, again, from Shal's point of view, so, if he, as a king, was offering his daughter, so he would imagine he would all want his daughter. He was sure David would accept and would be willing to go to war for it. And uh, he didn't expect David to turn down off. And therefore, what happened was that he based his marriage by Shalom David. But the way that uh, Rashi explains this passage is when it came to the time which Merab was meant to be given to David, based on the king's promise uh, in the battle, it gives all the stories to David. So now it came time for Merab to get married. And it should have been the time that she was meant to be given to David. What happened is, we need not that real and the solution. Instead, uh, she was given to Adriel and Makadosu with someone else uh, instead of them. How did that happen? She's meant to be given to David. So that's the question that explained that because David turned it down. Shal, Shal kept his side of the bargain and offered Mary after David. And David said, No, I don't want to marry the king's daughter. Well, that's, then Shal is no longer obligated to give it to him. If uh, Shal said, I'll, I'll offer my daughter to have a to God, yes. Shal did offer his daughter to David. David said, I don't feel worthy of marrying the king's daughter. So then, he didn't want to. Okay, so he turned down the offer. And therefore, Shal can give it to somebody else, which is what he did to. And that's one chat. The other chat in the first book is that, uh, that well, I put the emphasis on the he, that she was given to Adriel Mukhadasi. So the Mufajim explained, it's not that Shal chose to give it to Adriel Mukhadasi, rather she chose by herself. And that's what the Matsuda says here, for example. That she was, she went and accepted condition on her own without her father's knowledge. Mm-hmm. In other words, if we were to ask the question, did Shaul do the wrong thing by giving Mary to a grill when he had originally promised her to David? So it depends on the explanation. If you're going to say that that Mary went and accepted condition for herself from a grill, then you can't blame Shaul for that. He had no part in it. If Shaul uh, had decided that because uh, David didn't want her, so now she's, he's free to give it to somebody else, and he chose to give it to someone else. Okay, so then we have the question of the fact that David refused to absolve, absolve him of his obligation. Now, that, the, the question is, in the first chapter, the chapter of the Radak, I mean, in the Siddhas, why would Mary have wanted to marry, you know, marry herself to somebody else? And should someone else marry her? Why would she not want to marry David? That she was trying to... Look for somebody else who's willing to marry her instead. So the Navi doesn't tell us. 
But the Mashmaus is that it was the Arab she should be taken from her father. In other words, uh, she didn't think that her father liked David particularly at this stage, and she definitely didn't think her father wanted to marry David. And therefore, she decided that if her father has no option with David to David, then she's going to go and become a condition for herself, and that was not longer available to her. Yeah. How did she marry him? So, it was sort of says, it was sort She organized herself to be given to him. And she accepted the position from without her father knowing about it. So it wasn't that she allowed Shaul to give it to someone else, rather she took the things into her own hands and married herself off. Now, we don't find that there's anything wrong with that because even if he had treated the opposite of it, it meant that he never married her. So she was, she was, able, she was a single, she was a little and she was able to marry, or accept Kiddush with somebody else. But now what happens next? She has a second daughter, name is Michal. But Michal by Shal is David. And, but, so whereas Shal's older daughter, Mary, uh, didn't want to marry David, Shal's younger daughter, Michal, did. By Gizel to Shal, they tell Shal that the father wants to marry David. By Yishar to Avinash, he's happy about that. And the question is, why would he be happy about that? If he felt, uh, if he felt that I was forced to offer my older daughter because I promised David, and I'm hoping that he'll turn down, and he did turn down, then Shal should be very relieved. I don't, I don't, I don't owe David anything. And now his younger daughter comes and says, I want to marry David. And he considered David an enemy. So the obvious question is, so why would he be happy about the fact that his younger daughter wants to marry him? And the answer is, the answer is, what the question says over here, Shaul was still relying on what he'd hoped before. And that is the way to, he would have set up the terms of the marriage, if you want to marry my daughter, you have to first go fight the Kedushan. And then later again, we give an opportunity to hope that maybe the Kedushan would be the one to kill David, and then we'd no longer be a threat to him. And that's why, it's, it's therefore by Yishman and David, it says in the Siddhas again, because he thought this is the way to force David to, to go find the Kishtim, which is what he's hoping David would do, and he's hoping that Kishtim would kill David. Now, it's an amazing thing. Think about it. It means he's leaving his daughter a widow. In other words, he says, okay, that's a great idea. I'm going to, I'm going to betroth her to David, and then hopefully David's going to get killed in his way of thinking, and the result's going to be that, that his daughter will be left as an almond. He says, it disturb me. Now, the truth is, it's not such a question, because the question is, what would have come first? Would David first have to win the war only afterwards marry Michal? Or was he marrying Michal on condition that at the end of the stage he would go to war? The Mashmaus of the Pasuk, the Mashmaus of the Pasuk, at least at the beginning, was that she was willing to marry him even first. Now, we'll see. Uh, and if that's the case, then... And he was risking, so to speak, marrying her after David and get David getting killed. But, and that's what it seems that Shaul, like the Mephoshim said, that's what Shaul wanted to happen. Which is an amazing thing. How much a person would be willing to, so to speak, harm their family for what they want themselves. And that's the Pazit. It says the Pazit. Chavadit. Ayyam Yishah. Israel says, fine, it's none that I will marry Michal to David. But he then the Baikash, but it's going to be a trap for him. Why? Because that way he'll have to go fight the Christian. And that way the Christian will kill him and then 
it will solve the problem. It shall has the David is right. That, that, that is the question if this would have happened before he married her. Because when he married, he wouldn't be able to go out to war. Why do we care that he, um, why do we care that he's gonna die or not? He's saying, I'm just getting married. That was the promise that he's gonna give over his daughter, and he can't go fight for you. Yes, we've had to fight first. Even if it's a Hamishosh. If you're not yet married, then he's gonna return to war. Why send him to war? Getting married and then he loses all of his fame because he can't go fighting for a year. It's the other way around. Shell wants him to fight, but Shell's husband's going to kill other Christians. You don't need him to get killed. You need him to lose his fame, but he's not no. he's successful anymore. No, no, no. Shell wants to get to the throne. Shell wants him to get killed. That's what he says. Why? Shell, because then he won't be a threat anymore. Rather, he doesn't have any. He doesn't confront. He's not confronted in battle for a year now. Why would he be a threat? Because when he comes back, people will remember him. In a year? Yeah, why not? If the is to be had. But it's not going to get forgotten separately, but if he gets killed, then he gets killed, and he's out of the way. And that's why Shaul was happy that Mitha wanted to marry David, because that way he was hoping this would be the way to force David to go into battle, and, and Shaul was hoping he'd fall in battle. And therefore, Shaul says to David, In other words, he has two daughters, he says, I want you to marry one of them. Now, uh, even though uh, even though Mary, the older, had already married herself to somebody else. Um, so, that's the question we explained. That what he was saying was, Bishlai means the second of my daughters. So, the Dark explains, that does explain that the child was telling him, I have two daughters. And uh, I offered you both, uh, um, I'll, I'll offer you the first one to the one, so I'll bring you the second one, and uh, one of the two you'll take. Now the question is, why does, why does Shaul think that David's going to answer any differently than he answered the last time around? The last time around, when Shaul offered his daughter to David, David said, I don't deserve to marry into the king's family. So I shall ask him again, what's going to change? Exactly the same argument. David could have had before, you're going to have now too. So, so why does Shell think that this time is going to be a different result? How could he refuse? Wasn't that the promise? Wasn't that the promise? So he said before, he promised the offer then. David said no. He refused the king? He refused the king? And covered the Kuwait, yeah. He said, I don't deserve it, I'm on the level, like David did say. To be mine to be the better, to be a chasm of the matter. It's not a disrespect, it's a of respect. And the sovereign of the Godel. And the sovereign of the Godel. No, this is not quite that. It's not quite that. You don't have to lie inside the Godel's room inside. The Godel was forced. The Shah was forced to offer his daughter to David, and he promised he would. And on that, David said, I'm, I'm deserving. So I'm, I'm, I'm relinquishing the offer. You have to offer it to me, but I don't want to take it up. So, on my side, right inside, inside of the Godel, it's not like he's waiting. Yeah. He decides, so he's. He's forced. Because he had a problem with the key. And then I'm going to say, I'm not holding it to him. I don't think I deserve it. So we'll see tomorrow, and ask the question is, why didn't, uh, why, why, why should I think that the offering Mitha to David is going to be different to the first time he offered marriage to David, and David said, I don't deserve it. It's going to change this time. <laughs>